morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Normally a Tuesday, rather blah, worst day of the week. Mondays are okay because you got a lot to kind of hang on to from the weekend. But then Tuesday is just kind of this dud. But Kenny Wallace is usually on to kind of pick up our spirit. He's not on today. Sorry. What? We will have Sorry. To pr- he's in Florida and he's concerned about his cell reception. He said he's good for next Tuesday. That's fine. Next sounds. Tuesday be perfect because we'll be in the middle of our Daytona countdown. Yeah, sounds more like he's maybe uh, on the beach, sitting at a tiki this one out, bar, margarita. Which you know, I wouldn't blame him. I just feel like he would tell me that if that was what he, he was would. Doing. That's true. He said he was concerned about cell reception. He said he's in Florida racing. Bad signal. If you were just getting hammered on the beach, I don't think Kenny would hide that. Yeah, he might just take a photo and send it to me. I can never figure out what he's doing. He's always got a video online, and he's always in the middle of Georgia pulling a big rig or something. I don't really know what he's doing. Even I don't though know I'm, how he does that. I see people all, like when you drive on the highway, people pulling big old trailers. I don't know how they do that. And it'd be like a, a selfie video, like here we are, folks. I'm at the Stuckey's. High over there. I'm loading this truck, and I'm like, where's he going? What is he, what is this part of that dirt racing underworld that I'm not clear on? I think the answer is yes. Talking to homeless people. I just had a taquito. It was fantastic. And that homeless person was Chris Long. <laughs> uh, welcome aboard. Midday Grind, Tuesday edition. Chuck Marlowe, Matt Rocchio, Brian Hoffman, Martin Kilcoin going until 1 o'clock. I think it's the one-week anniversary hmm. of the producer being fired for the known cheater, Chiron, in Pittsburgh. And I meant to bring this up earlier. But because KTKA, KTKA, KD, what did I say? He said KT. Okay, KD, as in dog, KDKA, the Pittsburgh station that fired the producer for putting on the screen Tom Brady, known cheater, which is kind of funny. When they fired him, they said, we have our journalistic standards that we have to maintain. And then Charles noted on their Twitter account, like a day later, what did they have? What's your favorite pie? That's journalism. <laughs> journalism. And you, and you pointed we out. We do that all the time. We consider ourselves media members and journalists. Favorite chip, favorite kind of fry. And it is the kind of favorite thing. Favorite sauce. Come we, on. we would talk about, but we don't claim to have journalistic standards. <laughs> the same place that fired the guy, known cheater, Tom Brady. Okay, it's kind of silly. Hey, don't do that again. We can't be doing that. Okay, got it. Nope, we have journalistic standards. Hey, tomorrow, what can we tweet out? Maybe a State of the Union preview. No, what's your favorite pie? To be fair, I did go back in the archives. I went to KDKA because this just bothered me. So I did kind of scroll back. Hit a little close to home. For a long time to find whenever National Pie Day is, that's when they actually tweeted it out. But I think it's a good example of. Well, it doesn't matter if it was that day or whatever. I get it. Just stop taking yourself so seriously. It's sports. It was a joke. Tom Brady was suspended 
for the whole deflate gate scandal. So by that reasoning, he is a known cheater. They did suspend him for that. Again, it's a joke. It's your rival. You're the Steelers. Have a sense of humor. Don't pretend that you are uh, Woodward and Bernstein when you're also tweeting about favorite pie. That's also, all I'm saying. if you had truly true integrity, the article would have been why cake is better than pie. There you go. But come Next on. Next week. Come on. <laughs> you can't put out the pie the pie tweets and also pretend like, oh, we're this sanctimonious uh, journalistic station. <laughs> his, that is like pie tweets. That's yes, funny. Pie his, tweets. his union <laughs> takes them to arbitration. They have a hearing. Uh, yes, sir, you're defending the producer that typed the Chiron, the offensive one that upset so many folks that said known cheater. Yes, well, you have 30 seconds. Um, you tweeted about pie. Okay, that's all. No further Case questions. Closed. Case closed. Speaking of Tom Brady, it's got to be exhausting not going to Disney World with Julian Edelman and riding rides like little kids. That looked like fun. But the idea that you're constantly being debated is he the greatest of all time oh there's no doubt now every year he wins i feel like it sets off this other debate is he the greatest quarterback of all time well he's the winningest quarter no he's now the greatest court is he the greatest player of all time he's got those six hold on is he the greatest athlete of so next year if they win the damn super bowl what's it gonna be is he the greatest husband of all time Ooh. greatest oh. father of all it's so Freaking stupid. Greatest mammal of all time. <laughs> I mean, it went that, from. That's where it progresses. Argument was greatest quarterback. I don't know. Big game. I really like John Elway. <laughs> I like Montana. I like Favre's arm. And then it was, okay, forget that. Greatest quarterback. Is he better than Jim Brown in his prime? No. No. Maybe greatest player. Now he's got six. Hey, Michael, wake up. They're talking about you again. Oh, is it me versus Tiger Woods? Me versus LeBron? No, it's you versus Brady now. Greatest athlete of all time. It's so stupid. Continuing the conversation of critiquing and ripping on the media. Correct. This is our fault. This is media's fault. Correct. Because there's too much media. Yeah. I've always said this. You have a show no matter what. If there's, like, for example, tonight, we have three college basketball games locally, correct? And the Blues play. Ton of sports going on. Tomorrow, we could fill up the whole hour or three hours just talking about those games. There are other days that literally... Nothing happened. Those what are pie, happened? We call those pie days. That's when we pie talk favorite pie. What happened yesterday in sports to talk about for today? Well, right? Julian ah. Edelman is a potential Silence. Hall of Famer. No, he's not, by the way. We should break that <laughs> down. Uh, Bryce Harper didn't sign. Maybe but he's Machado loading. Bryce Harper sign. is loading. What and does I want that to, mean? Where are you loading, big boy? <laughs> Look, you have first take. You have all these shows. They have to debate something. There's nothing to debate. So they debate things like this, and then we talk about it on social media. I just don't know why you have to debate. It's just sort of stupid. It really is stupid. I want you to have a show on ESPN. It's just like, don't debate. It's just you just talking to a camera. Called this but is, not arguing at all. How about this is stupid? And we just pull clips <laughs> all day from stupid. their different shows. And I say, this is stupid. And then I play a former. We swarmed him. Oh, I should have been plugged in. No. Three, two, and I one. Regret, Hold on. I regret in our Super Bowl breakdown yesterday Yes. that I didn't call for this. Because uh, Tracy Wilson is down on the field. Tracy, we're looking for Tom Brady. Can you guys get to him? And then we swarmed him. Tom Brady was swarmed by she still got cameras. As well. She got swallowed up. I mentioned this to Frank. I agree with this take. I think it was David Hoff, Hoff, Ha of the Chicago Tribune, H-A-U-G-H. He's a columnist okay. up there. I think he's also a radio guy. We've had him on the show. I don't remember why. Maybe about the Cubs. 
But he tweeted out, why can't the networks, because at first the cameras themselves are to blame the people with, I've got to get a picture. I've got to get Brady hugging somebody. Thousand cameras. He said, why don't the networks just wait a little bit, let the hugs and all that crap play out, let Nance and Romo talk for five minutes, who cares, and then go down to her in a cordoned off area. I suggested earlier maybe a platform where he has to step up and she's up there waiting for him so they can't quite get to him. But I never thought of it that way, where it's really more the network's fault than just the stupid glob of media. But I think it's the media's fault. But then also, you had Tom Brady in that moment. It seemed like he wasn't ready right there Correct. to do the interview. He wanted to hug Bill Belichick and Kraft and Edelman and find his family and get the shirt and the hat and all that, which I totally get. Yeah. And then you lean the mic in and you get, respect you, bro. Love you, man. No, respect you get a you, lot bro. of swear words. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we effing did yes. it. That's what you get. I think they could have waited. I think that's fair. But what did they do to Tracy? What did she do to Tom Brady, Chuck? This is new in media. This is the new tactic. Teach and the then kids. we swarmed him. Then she said, talk about. <laughs> How, talk did about the win. How did you miss that kick? <laughs> you idiot. My husband <laughs> lost a square. Unbelievable. Now, here's what's funny. Because as you bring up the Brady debate, which we just made fun of, I now actually feel like kind of entering the debate. Only for no. this reason. And Tom Brady, his you the goat. You are a rude, terrible person. That's true. Greatest of all time. It is funny. And look, when you're the quarterback, you get all the love for winning the Super Bowl. He actually didn't really play that well what? in the Super Bowl. Uh, here comes the takes. No, but I'm just saying. He's still the greatest of all time. It's fantastic. Is he the greatest quarterback, the greatest player, or the greatest athlete? Don't you think that Super Bowl, though, probably goes to Belichick and yes. the defensive game plan? And Brian Flores, who nobody talks Brian about, was the defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And then the Bengals got a, another Sean McVay remnant, kind of. This was the guy that cut his hair. Back to throw. You mentioned Dolphins. And Dolphins. That had to be played, sorry. <laughs> Zach Taylor, who was on the Rams staff. He knows Sean McVay. We got to have him. The guy in Green Bay kind of was on that Rams staff for a minute. Got to have him. But we'll then, see. look. You, you see that? He's in the locker room. He's talking with Andy Dalton. But all this video's coming out, and they're welcoming him there to Cincinnati. But it's right after Sean McVay, right. the 33-year-old wounder kid, kind of gets put in his place a little bit. Now, albeit in the Super Bowl, but still, I just thought that was weird where it seemed like anybody who was uh, Facebook friends with Sean McVay right. got a head coaching <laughs> job or a coordinator job this year. They were hired over Facebook. Yeah. I washed his car once. You could be our quarterback's coach. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do we hire a McVeigh disciple? He didn't. God, he didn't look so good on the big stage. But that's why Wade Phillips is so hilarious. After all of that was happening, where all these coaches were getting hired from basically being just standing next to Sean McVeigh, he went up to his press conference and said, "You know, my son is friends with Sean McVeigh. <laughs> if any of you guys have an opening, he's the, he would be great fun to have around. Hundred uh, percent. Midday grind brought to you by our friends at Kennelwood, Chuck. Kennelwood. Are they Pat hooking Resort. Otis up these days? Always. Hooking Otis Because up. he's probably got some emotional issues. The baby just turned one. Mm -hmm. Otis has sort of been abandoned as the favorite of the house. Hey, took him there last week, though. Got him groomed. Looking good. Boarding. Day camp. Training at Kennelwood Pet Resorts. Invisible Fence brand. We've tried it all. February puppy play date, Martin, is tomorrow. Mm. You knew this. But circle it on your calendar. Kennelwood offers free puppy play dates the first Wednesday of every month. For puppies six months and under, it is completely free. The day includes a free half day of day camp. 
a free bath, and a free toy to take home. It's a great opportunity to socialize your puppy in a safe and fun environment with other puppies of the same size and temperament. It's important to introduce your puppy to the sights and sounds of grooming at an early age to help reduce stress that can sometimes come with a pet who doesn't get much out of the uh, the house time right now. Kennelwood's trainers are also available on Puppy Playdate to discuss any of those puppy behaviors like housebreaking or chewing. Mm. It's a great opportunity to take advantage of their free training evaluation too. Puppies do need a reservation, so call them today at 314-429-2100. Kennelwood Pet Resorts. We've been taking our dog Otis there for four-plus years, and we love it. Chewing is a tricky habit. Report card, A+, as usual. Socializing well with others. Seems a little reserved, possibly depressed. But seriously, when you have the baby and you don't have as much time for your dog, it is more important. Take him to Kennelwood. Yeah. Let him run around for day camp for an hour or so. Did they so. leave comments? Because they left comments for my parents' dog. What were the comments? said, uh, Griffey did great for his bath and Shedex today, and I can't wait to see this handsome boy again. Oh. With a heart. The grading skill, by the way, absolutely perfect, better than average, completely cute. ABC. Oh. What if your dog got an F? <laughs> they created My dog's one. a loser. <laughs> <laughs> they create a circle F failure, and then they, they he was color biting that everyone. <laughs> he wouldn't shut up. Parent fail. Uh, busy night. Chuck alluded to that. We've got the Blues playing the Panthers. Game number two of their second half reboot, whatever you want to call it. They have played better. Not to look ahead like Douglas, but the Thursday game in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but Tampa is really good. They win. No, Tampa is 39-11-2, so maybe get that W tonight. Then you could say you had two out of three on the road. Blues and Panthers, you heard it. Chris Kerber earlier checking in with Frank. Jordan Bennington will be in goal. I love the fact that it's not even in debate. It shouldn't be, of course. Kid is 6-1-1. Bennington plays tonight. If they win, I would think he'd play again Thursday. Then you're coming home, Chuck. Can't play Jake at home. We may see a lot more of Benner Benner. For quite some, although Benny is what Panger now calls him. Eh, Benny. Winnington. Benny. So Blues tonight. Then you have the three basketball games. We'll have the Illini right here on 590 The Fan hosting Sparty, your guys. Top 10. Michigan State's coming to Champaign. That's a 6 o'clock start. Mizzou's at Tennessee at 8 o'clock. And then the Billikens also playing a late one at 8, hosting Dayton. The Flyers are 7 and 2. Billikens now 5 and 4. Rammer said crowd wise. Little worried because some of the slew fans don't like to be up too late. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta do something about this. New we're, breed of slew fans, younger we're, group. Well, no, on. you appreciate the longtime supporters, the older Billiken fans. They have a role, they have a place, but we need a little. Of course, they I have mean, a role. They have a role. We shouldn't send them away to a to an island to you live by themselves. Stupid no, old I'm, people. No, I I love. I'm an old person. <laughs> I love the old people. I'm glad that they are longtime Billiken supporters. But we go through this every time SLU is good or potentially good. We're like, God, if we could just get some more people in there, maybe that'll fill the seats and stay a little later. A little younger? We have coded younger. words. For yes, younger. Energy. Energy. Energy is younger. A little louder. People who might stand during a game and This has been clap. going on. This is like city county. This has been going on for like 30 years. <laughs> if we could... And they all have a role, Charlie. They're important. I want you to walk around They're all the Shafitz tonight with a camera and ask old fans <laughs> what their role is. Your role is to stay the entire game and to show up every game. And as Rammer says, if you get season tickets, you're not going. Give them to somebody who will go. I don't know what the answer is. I guarantee Chris May and Slews try to figure it out. But let's get that place jumping a little bit. Here's what you do. Age limit. If you're older, 8 o'clock start. Let's say you go there for the first half. 
You expel all of your energy because you're older. You don't have as much in the first half. Then around 9 o'clock. <laughs> Give your seats up. Here's what you do. Swap out. You swap out. You do the old pass back. We all used to do that with the fake IDs back in college. I mean, some people did that. You pass them back to the, uh, the young kids who come in and bring the energy for the second half. Then the older folks can go home and uh, be in bed by, let's say, 9.30. Hmm. SLU does seem to have the best chance to win tonight, according to the odds. Two and a half, the spread date in that Mizzou-Tennessee deal is, I think we said it was about 18. The spread, Mizzou just lost at Auburn. Somehow, Rick Barnes and the Vols are number one in the country. Uh, over the course of history, Charles, did you know? Well, did you know? Mizzou has taken down number one four times. Four times. Post-dispatch, breaking it down. What's also interesting, they pull up the game stories when these moments happen including 30 years ago when number one Oklahoma lost at number seven Mizzou. Here's the Jim Thomas game story. Oh, my God. How about that? God bless JT. Jim Thomas is covering a good team? This is five, six years before the Rams even rolled into town. He was covering Mizzou basketball at this time. Uh, and it was Norm Stewart was in the hospital. The team was be being investigated for recruiting violations. Jim Thomas with the story. Norm called me at halftime, interim coach Rich Daly said. He just said, hey, you're not having enough fun out there. Uh, Daly was trying to get across to the University of Missouri players before their Big 8 conference basketball game with Oklahoma. Da, 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 da. Anyway, they knocked off Oklahoma February of 1989 when the Sooners were number one. They knocked off. Is that the, did the Sooners win the whole thing in 89? No, they have not won that. 89 was the Michigan year, right? Ramil Robinson. Sounds again. right. January of 1990, number one Kansas falls at number four Missouri on Norm Stewart's 55th birthday. Mm. They also took down, I guess, playing number one, if you're in a league with Kansas, there's a lot of years where they are number one, but they beat Kansas twice in 1990, January and February. Both times, Kansas was ranked number one. And the last time Mizzou took down a top-ranked team in the country. The Charlie, you remember where you were? Time. Where was I? Where were you wow. guys? And then it says, here's the game story from Baje Gregorian. Okay. Okay, that narrows it down a little bit, actually. It's more recent than 89 or 90. And Baje was probably starting covering it around the 2000s, I'd say. Yeah, maybe a little earlier. Maybe a little earlier. Could okay. it be Oklahoma when they were good? Game winning. No, it's Kansas. It was Kansas. Kansas, it Kansas again. Oh, so. was it what, their one loss season, Antoine Walker? No, 1997. Thing? Wasn't that their one loss season? Who, Kansas? Kansas? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Corey Tate, game winning shot near the end of the second overtime. Number one, Kansas. At Mizzou. And so, then Paul Pierce, not Antoine Walker. I think Pierce was there. Antoine Walker, Kentucky. Yes. He lost a bunch of money and is now in the SEC Network. Yes. He is. Different from the other Kentucky guy who took the Evansville job, which is Walter McCarty. Walter McCarty, I want to say. So, uh, in the course of Mizzou history, four times they've taken down number one. Three of those four times, it was Kansas, but it looks like Norm Stewart was the coach. It is weird seeing All number one times. Tennessee, isn't it? That's kind of Correct. a weird thing. It did kind of sneak up on yes. us, didn't it? It was just like a minute ago, Bruce Pearl was there cheating, and they were good. Wow. <laughs> and then he was gone, and then Auburn was kind of good. And then Rick Barnes, you're like, is Rick Barnes coach of tennis? Yeah, he is. Are they going to lose in the second round of the tournament? Probably, yeah. yeah. Hey, he got the are. one Final Four, didn't he? Back Texas, in the day? yeah, the 2003, the Marquette one. TJ 
Who was the uh, point Ford. guard? TJ Ford. 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 Then he had Durant for one year. I don't feel like they did that much in the tournament that year yeah. with Kevin Durant. Coach, though. He lost to Syracuse in the national semifinals, and then Syracuse beat Kansas with Carmelo. 2003 Final Four will take your calls. Is number five tonight? Do they take down the Vols? No. Wow. Is it close? Mm, no. No. They played really well. I was at that game in Columbia. That first, basically about 13 minutes of the first half, Mizzou played really well. Had about a 10-point lead at, at one point, and then it was just gangbusters the other way, and the Vols ran them out of the gym. Now, I hope I hope they win, of course. I hope SLU wins. I hope Illinois wins. I hope the Blues win. But if you're asking me, is it going to happen, I'd say, especially if Mark Smith is still out, you're a little bit depleted, not quite to the level SLU is, probably not going to happen. That's where I'm. I'm at the uh, the Billikens media availability yesterday, holding them accountable. I heard you of, screaming at Travis. A lot of accountability. How could you lose that game to we Rhode Island? Swarmed, I swarmed we him. swarmed him. It was me, <laughs> Frank, and two other reporters, Stu Durando, and we swarmed and him. And then we swarmed him. But, what are you doing about these free throws? I mean, Hassan, <laughs> one for eight. Are you kidding me? And Travis Ward very candidly said. In his long career of coaching, which is, what, 20-ish years, he says he's never experienced anything like this, being so thin in terms of not just players who can play in the game, but guys at practice, where he even said he was thinking about trying to bring back some alums to just practice against. So think about that. He said, right now, we're playing a bunch of games, four and nine days, whatever it is, so you can't really practice that hard because you want to be fresh for the games. He says... But right now, we actually need to practice and improve on things. So here he is. He said he's staying up all night trying to work on rotations and all that. And you might have six or seven players. You have guys who basically probably can't get into foul trouble at all. Do you do you play a guy who has two fouls in the first half because you have to? I mean, he's juggling a lot of issues with a very thin uh, group of guys right now. Or you just follow the lead of some of your older fans and just say, we'll do a half. Okay, okay. we've talked – We've We've called the league. We're going to play one half tonight. Winner at the half. <laughs> Dayton gets to go home early. What do you say? It's a late start. Let's just do a half. Huh? I like that. All in? I like that a lot. What a deal. All right, we're going to come back, Chuck. It's been a while since we've done What Are the Odds? I've missed it. You have missed it. Uh, this is brought to you by us, the uh, <laughs> the firm of Martin and Chuck. But we're going to kick some numbers around. Since we are Kenny-less on this Tuesday, maybe we'll tell a good redneck story or two. That's the best we can come up with. Midday Grind. Tuesday edition. We're at the golf show on Friday. That's the next time I believe we're out and about Hardline Convention Center or St. Charles Convention Center. St. Charles Convention. We were there a couple of years ago, as I recall, sitting there with Tuna and Strick. Mm -hmm. People were walking by. We had the eight eight person panel. Looked like one of those CNN political shows. Remember that? We're all like in a row right by the entrance. I do. Yeah. Kind of a weird look. Hey, look forward to that. That's coming up on Friday. Along the lines of those political shows tonight. After the State of the Union, and then Stacey Abrams with the rebuttal, and then Bernie Sanders with his rebuttal, I also, on Facebook Live, Ooh. will be giving my own rebuttal Ooh. to all three of the previous speeches. Ooh, I, I look like forward that. to Just that. so you know. The rebuttal to the rebuttal? Periscope rebuttal. and uh, Facebook it's a third Live. Rebuttal. Sponsored by uh, Kenilworth. Okay. They just found out about you're that. You're going to be eating Kirkwood Pizzeria as you give your rebuttal. Correct. That's all coming up <laughs> later today.